you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com. Slash Sheck. All right, let me bring you up to speed on where we are as we sit here in Studio 66. Free agency kicked off exactly one hour, two minutes ago, and uh, not just here in Studio 66, but across the big blue marble. Mm -hmm. Let's break it down now. First of all, we have two people joining me in 66 right now. As usual, my main man from NFL.com and NFL Network, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop with you, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me, and happy uh, NFL New Year. Yeah, I guess uh, Yeah, this uh, officially launches the new, what, the fiscal year? Is that what it is? Something like that. I don't know about fiscal. Would it be be impossible to have a couple of mimosas for our New Year's celebration, Black Tie? Mm. It's not a bad Don't idea. Don't get fired, Rank. Don't get fired. It's the new year. It's acceptable. <laughs> um, and then also, this is a real treat. One of our very favorite guys to kibitz with who's worn the pads in the NFL, a funny guy and an insightful guy. You see him on TV and hear him on the radio more and more these days. Here he is, late of the Detroit Lions, Nate Burleson. What's going down with you, man? Nothing much. Just happy to be here. What a pleasure. What a pleasure to see you again. You really are one of the delights. No matter matter where you run into it, like at the Super Bowl. I ran into you early one morning. I don't even remember where we were. I ran into you in a hotel hallway at, uh, at like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep. You couldn't have been more delightful. That's what it's all about, though. you got to have a smile on your face. Well, you I should mean, spread the word. frown, but I love to smile, though. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, listen. So you are, in fact, this is a cool way to do today's podcast because you're really the personification of of the free agent, you yeah. know, you could, your phone could ring literally at any moment. True, yeah. very true, very true. Uh, my agent, he told me to stay by the phone. 
there is a lot of receivers, though. So it's a very uh, interesting year for veteran wide receivers that are free agents because of the young talent. You know, and, and I, it's funny because I, I don't I don't worry as much. You know, most guys in my position, they might be concerned. But after 11 years, I'm appreciative every year. So I'm thankful if it ended tomorrow, I'm OK with it. And another reason I'm not really worried is because I was a young wide receiver free agent a couple times and was able to benefit off the market. So I want these young guys to get paid, and I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, shun them or, or push them aside to go get another contract. Um, I'm okay. Money's good, and I'm enjoying life right now. So I want to see a lot of young guys get paid. You know, it's funny. Uh, a few experts have said something along the lines of the this wide receiver class coming in uh, into the draft is as stacked as any as they've ever seen, at least in terms of depth. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I think there's some top-end talent there. I'm curious what you think about those guys. What have you... Or do you pay attention to college ball or the combine at all? I do, uh, you know, especially the combine. You know, when, when you get to see the guys run and you see their speed and you, you look at the way that they're working, and I just remember that moment being a young dude, not understanding what was to come. It's different now, I think, though, because when I was a rookie and I was trying to make the NFL, you know, I was wide-eyed, and I didn't understand what was to come now there's so much information for these guys to digest. So by the time they get to the combine and get to the draft and sign up for their rookie season, they're almost veterans in a sense because Mm -hmm. they've lived that almost professional life with the social media and already being a star in most of their colleges. So it's a little bit different. But, yeah, I pay attention a little bit. There there definitely is some talent um, at the wide receiver position, and it is as deep as I've seen in a long time. Why is it? I, you know, listen, I hope you aren't offended by me saying this, but, you know, you always hear that stuff about, hey, the young guys need to learn what it is to be a professional, and, you know, they have the big playbook to learn and everything. But then, you know, listen, the facts are facts. You're a smart guy, and uh, I'm I'm halfway, you know, intelligent. And it seems to me that between you and me, we've talked to some football players. Right. They're not all geniuses. So it can't be that hard to learn a playbook, right? It's not that hard. But it's more about coming from an offense where you, most likely you knew the, the playbook like the back of your hand, and then you go into a whole new system where you're throwing out all that old terminology and you're kind of hitting the reboot system along with the speed of the game, along with the is pressures of the Is that the thing? Coaches. Is the speed it's, of the game, is that the adjustment? It's the speed that slows down your thinking. So it doesn't take that long to learn the playbook, but when you're out there and you're looking at these guys in front of you and some of them you're fans of – and the coaches are yelling at you, and it's the pressure of being successful. I remember in particular when we were um, working out over the summer of my rookie year, and one, I was just starstruck of Randy Moss every single day. So that was weird for me. Um, and I, I wanted to impress him, and he didn't even know it, but I wanted to make sure that he was happy with me as a teammate and as a younger wide What's receiver. What's he, year two at that point, year three-ish around no, he was. I think it was about no, year, no, no. year was about five. Five, years, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, what was your 2003. First year, like 2003. Yeah, so oh, wow. he was deep in. You know, he I didn't was, realize he was like the stuck. star, Randy. Yeah, right. 98. Yeah. yeah, he was I the know man. 98, yeah. So, and I remember – just thinking to myself, all right, I don't want to mess up here. I just can't mess up. And I dropped the ball, and the coach came up to me, uh, Charlie Baggett, our wide receiver coach at the time, he said, you cannot do that, man. Everybody's watching you. And I freaked out. I panicked, and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, everybody is watching me. They just saw me drop the ball. Now, realistically, nobody really cared. I don't think the head coach saw it or other, my other teammates, but he was putting that pressure on me, I think, to see how I was going to respond to it. So, for me – 
it, it was the combination of the playbook, more about the speed and the pressure of coming in right now. And the thing about the receiver class this year, regardless of where you're drafted, and a lot of these guys sitting at home right now, i.e. myself, you could be a sixth-round receiver and get to play this year. There's a lot of young guys mm-hmm. that were complimentary players. So the days of developing a later draft pick are over. Somebody's trying to find that still of the draft. They're going to find a guy in the fifth round that's going to put up 800, 900 yards this year. All right. I want to talk I about all of he, it. He wants Go. to call out my coffee mug at some point. I know. Yeah, it's I'm calling staring out. at it. I didn't, I didn't. I totally – it took a second because when you started talking about your rookie year in a college – Obviously, you went to Nevada. Yeah. This is a UNLV coffee mug. Sorry yeah, about that. It's all right. It was, I wasn't even thinking about it. Until... We never beat them, which is kind of frustrating. I saw it over there at the corner of my eye, and then I felt like you purposely shifted it into my view. Because I could see that you were looking at it, me. and I wanted to be like, no, no, no. I wanted to get it out there so there'd be no, you know, no they, awkwardness. They prepared me for stuff like that at Broadcast Boot Camp, <laughs> you know, the distractions. Never. The wait haters. a second. Never could beat. You never beat the running revs. What kind of team did you have if you couldn't beat them? It's we, not like they're good. It's not like they're UNLV basketball. We weren't that good in college. Let's just <laughs> I say guess that. not. Yeah. Um, I, okay, I want to get your thoughts on some of these big names floating around there. And it occurs to me as I look at these names trickle down, you get excited as you hear the reports, all this sor- sources report, the Browns oh, yeah. are close on blank and this and that. And you, and you look at all that and you think, oh, interesting. Well, maybe that, that team's back. But it really is. It's kind of like there's a there's some sort of a metaphor or an analogy or simile. I don't. I those words are confusing for me too. <laughs> at this point, I'm so far gone from uh, from journalism from school. Learning. Yeah, from book learning. But it is kind of like you know when you're hungry and you're at the ballpark and you and you're like, I know, I'm gonna get that pretzel out of the thing. It's sort of like free agency. You're, you're hungry, and so that's uh, football teams that are hungry get that pretzel that ain't fresh. You you pay too much to get it. You rush and it, and ultimately, it doesn't really satisfy what you were looking to cure in the first place. But right. visually and at the moment, it's appealing. It looks so good, big, you rush and into salty. It. But then when you bite into it, you're like, I think I made a bad decision. Yes, I should have exactly. went with the nachos. <laughs> and that's why guys get cut after a year. And, and it's true, but it, that's the nature of the beast. Is initially teams are going to be excited about what they think they need, and as much as they don't want to admit it, the pressure from the organization, the players, and the fans also puts these teams in awkward positions where they say, oh, well, you guys have to address this. You guys have to address this. You guys have to address this. So they rush basically into a relationship that isn't going to last a long time. Now the divorce papers are coming and <laughs> the guy already got his money and they split it 50-50, but you know how that go. So, it is. You're absolutely right. The way these, the way these teams – I do believe that – there are teams that have been down long enough that they get panicky, and then they mm-hmm. overpay to get guys, and then probably in quiet moments in a couple of days or weeks <laughs> or months are going to be, what did we do? What, what, why what did we happened? jump on that? It was it was sort of like, hey, that two bedroom by the beach. If we, you know, there are other people looking at it. If we don't rent it right now, we're going to lose it. Get it, go, but, go, go. Yeah, you, you know it has, you know it has roaches. You know, the, you know the apartment. We'll deal you know. with that later. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, now we have to deal with that. Um, You're talking about the Browns, I guess, right? Well, I do think, <laughs> as I said, <laughs> I think every- they're brownsing it up pretty good right now. It seems like there's a golden opportunity for this franchise, and they're throwing way too much money at old Carlos Dansby, who had a very good season last year, but he is 32. Dante Dante Whitner would have been better had he been around 
a quarter century ago. His style of safety play yeah. doesn't really lend itself to success in 2014 in all likelihood. But all right, before we get into all that, and I also want to talk about Revis a little bit too, because to me he's the one legit piece that if you if a, if a contender would land him, all of a sudden you can make a case that I'm mean, even if the Browns at what price? Well, I mean, if you. Uh, that, this, this money stuff, like I said at the top, I don't know about money and fiscal things. And we fans are expected to know way too much about what cap hits mean and cap numbers and deferred payments into 2015 and all that. <laughs> but I don't know. I want to. Yeah, but he, is he good at hey, football? Truth be, truth be told, and, we don't right, know yeah. either. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Um, but you know, listen, you come away from the Lions here and you talk about Randy Moss, and we've talked about a few things. It's I, I'm sort of I, I feel obligated to ask where do you rank uh megatron among all-time wide receivers oh man i can answer it two ways I mean, there's, and moss there's, there's so many better legends. yet though what about moss versus megatron that, like let's that, start off well with that's there. what we're doing we, i just said i just said you, that you black go time. straight for the gusto okay there you go i, I can appreciate that and I, i've been asked this question and i'll be honest with you and I, yourself I, I that go, three rank those three well that's not gonna be hard for myself <laughs> uh i'm in the top 150 of all yeah. times. I'll just throw myself out there. But <laughs> agreed. Um, let, let's say Randy Moss was a living legend when he played. He changed the game in a sense where a tall, wiry, athletic receiver with Olympic speed would make splash play after splash play, and he was constantly on your highlights. I feel like Megatron is the same way. Calvin Johnson is the exact player – that Randy Moss was with a few more intangibles. So so Calvin Johnson is better. In my opinion, I didn't answer this for a long time, and I remember a couple years ago we're flying from a, a victory, and we're on the plane, and we're relaxing, doing what players do after a win, and I said, hey, CJ, can I talk to you? And he's like, yeah. It was one of those intimate moments. I don't want to sound like it was a soap opera moment, but I just told him, I said, I, I've been avoiding this question because I didn't want to address it, and I feel like you're so young in your career, but – you know, I feel like you're better than Randy Moss. And with longevity by your side, you can go down as one of the best wide receivers ever played a game. And, you know, as big as Megatron is and his name and how he looks, and he kind of had one of them sincere moments. And he was like, really, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, coming from you, that means a lot. And now let me tell you why I said that, because a lot of people jump down my throat when I make that comment because there's so many Randy Moss fans, and you're speaking to one of the biggest ones. Um, you know, a lot of my career was a benefit of playing with Randy. He got me paid in Seattle. I put up 1,000 yards because he was on the team, and I was able to torch one-on-one -on -one coverage and work in the zone. So I'm thankful for majority of my career because of that man. And I don't want to interrupt you, but Randy Moss, there's also, you say he has a lot of fans, but I also think there are a lot of people who, you know, from a distance take pot shots at him, and I, or maybe they're deserved. What's your opinion? Because we, we've talked to a couple guys. Who was in here most recently, Black Tie, and extolling the virtues of Randy Moss, the teammate? What a cool guy he is. One of the best guys yeah. he's ever been around. Who was that teammate of his that was really Was it a singing? New England guy? I can't think of who it was. was it it wasn't Evans? a new. I was going to say Heath Evans. Was it was it? Heath Evans. Yeah. yeah, singing songs about him. Yeah. What a great guy Randy Moss is. And it was really sort of surprising because I haven't heard that much praise it, it, he for the guy. That guy. A, he, he would invite guys to his house. Huh? He would uh, bring us Jordan gear, drop it off at our locker. Uh, you know, he was there to to be the big brother. But when it came to people outside that bubble, he didn't want to deal with that many um critics that that constantly tore him down so when the fans 
who kind of were, you know, topsy-turvy at times with him, and then the media who loved him one moment, then hated him the next, he just shut himself off. And he shared some stories with me how he was burnt in relationships and people taking advantage of him financially and people in the relationship just to benefit. So I kind of got it. I understood, oh, I get why you're so blocked off and shielded from life because you don't want to get hurt. And that's everybody when you get burned a few times by people you love. Uh, but, but let me get back to the, yeah, sorry, to the Randy thing. So, uh, you know, with Randy and Calvin, this how this how I equated it because it took me a while to wrap my head around it. You pop in their highlight tapes, both their highlight tapes, and you're watching both of them. Now you got big plays and they're jumping over guys and they're running past guys and they look like the best player on the field. They're clearly the superstar. And then you start watching Calvin's and you see him blocking and just taking guys mm-hmm. to the ground. Um, you, you're going to see a few more uh, breaking tackles, broken tackles with Calvin Johnson and not just, oh, let me break this tackle and run a few extra yards. Now, like, let me break through two guys and then run into the end zone. And Randy Moss, he would run around you or hurdle you and do something just as freakishly, but Calvin had that too. Uh, So I I think when you break down the highlight tapes, if everything's the same, you're watching all these highlights and touchdowns and route running, but if Calvin's blocking a little bit more and you get more broken tackles and for a slot receiver – a guy who works in the trenches of zones and gets hit a lot by linebackers and safeties, I can appreciate a 6'5 receiver that's 235 that isn't scared to get hit because he knows how big he is. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say Calvin Johnson's better. How many touchdown passes? You've never seen me throw a ball. I have an above-average arm for a loser my age, you know. But I'm preferred uh, the the the. I'm not a great athlete. Well, I'm coordinated, but I'm the slowest coordinated guy I know. But well, I'm there, there's some QBs like that in the league. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I'm not yeah. apologizing to anyone right now. <laughs> but I how gotta, many? How many? touchdowns can you throw throw, Calvin that's right right. if I played 16 games in the Detroit Lions offense I was the starting QB let's never mind how many times I get sacked or get picked off how many touchdowns would I throw to Calvin Johnson well I'm going to answer this question all I have to do is throw a jump ball how bad could it go well it's going to be a little harder than that I, I think that's a misconception about the offense that occasionally we get a jump ball and Calvin makes the play. That's right. He makes I've seen everybody it. look good. I watch right? the games. I see what happens. But then there's plays where you got to put the ball on the money. And then there's a trust factor. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I look at it kind of like Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, and they had that rhythm and that chemistry of alley-ooping, you know, without looking. And sometimes you'll see Matt look at Calvin or Calvin look at Matt, and he'll give a alley-oop signal in the middle of a play, and staff would just nod his head, and boom, you know, it's a big play. So – he is he's a he's a he's a creative player. If you're anybody's familiar with Madden, he's a cheat code. He's he's a freak <laughs> of nature. So most QBs, the average Joe would love to throw it up to him because most of the time he's going to go get it. But you're not going to you know make it through a full season if you can't put it on the money. What do you if you had a draft pick and you need a wide receiver? Who's the out of this group? Who do you go and get? I, including, you know what? Let's say Sammy Watkins. Let's yeah. say Mike Evans of A and M. All yeah. the kids out there, Marquise Lee, right? Yeah. All like these it. kids that are coming out of the draft. Plus, let's say any of the free agents are available Ooh. to you as well. Ooh. Who's the one guy you can have them? Price, uh, price, not a factor. That's a tough one because Sammy Watkins is now being compared with Calvin right. Johnson and AJ Green and all these guys. I do like Watkins, but I I also like Evans. I, I think uh, Evans is a really good receiver, and the potential for him 
and getting him in the right system where he doesn't have the pressure, the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he can learn from a guy like Calvin um, and really compliment him very well. But I think Decker is one of the more polished receivers in the NFL. I think if he goes to the Colts, imagine that team. They get Reggie Wayne back. Then they have T.Y. Hilton. Don't mean to interrupt, guys. What? Nate's got to go. He's got fancy TV stuff to do. Talk what? about firepower. Yeah, no. Fantasy TV? Fantasy no, fantasy? not fantasy. Just fancy TV stuff. Fancy. Oh, fantasy. Yeah, we had a lot oh. to talk to him about that. But he's that. from Detroit, and Black Tie was telling us just before the show started today that back in uh, back in his homeland when he was growing up, he was a part of a rap group. I didn't That's know there a was such story. a thing. That's a long story. Nate is by Lou, far the more accomplished rapper <laughs> Here, so if we're anyone, opportunate? I, I dibble dabble. I just I like hip hop. That's all it is. Well, you came out of Detroit. I think it only makes sense to go eight mile right now. Black tie, you start us off, and I think yeah. the subject. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna drop the beat. I'm a DJ. That's all I do now. My my day, my rapping days oh, over. So let's let's, let's see let's see what this is what Nate has. I've never busted a rhyme myself. Okay, oh, here you go. This is what we're doing here. Is, you want me to just freestyle, just drop something off the top? Do it about Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss. Oh. If you want. I don't nah. care. Whatever you want it to be about. All right. Well, listen. Let me let me wait for this beat to drop. Okay. I like this black tie. See? It's a little freestyle off the top. Yeah, I'm in the mix. I'm doing my thing in Studio 66. I'm in L.A., but I'm a West Coast boy. I got a nice orange little toy. It's a fast car. Two doors. That's the whip, though. They like Nate as a free agent. I don't trip, bro. Been in the league 11 years. Yeah, I ate well. Chillin', man. I can't tell. They ain't hating on me, but really, I'm just waiting for them to see that I'm one of the illest thoughts to play the game. When you see me on TV, just say my name. Like, Nate, what up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> C minus. <laughs> that was excellent. Oh my God! Black tie. Shame on you for not trying to match him. Be a man. I cannot. He, Take that's what you call dropping the mic. I cannot. All right. That's that's hey, it. I appreciate it, fellas. Always a good time. Wow, man. Man. That was amazing. Nate Unbelievable. It's one of the most I, amazing things here in Studio Six. You know what? Let's do this when once it's all the dust has settled. And you are the newest member of the Pittsburgh Steelers for 2014. Then we're going to do it again on the banks of the Three Rivers. Should we call? Let's call them. Let's call the Steelers right now. We should. Well, let's can play we that get, tape for them. Listen, this get, is going to be good. Can we get on the radio? Swag is going to love that. He's a, you know, he, this it, is a. That, that, we really should. Why can't we call What them? just happened in here? I'm humiliated. I can't yeah. do anything. I don't like the fact that he's so I almost, good at, I feel shown up but now by him. It's like when you see athletes who are also great golfers, and I know golf it's is too a sport. Much, right. It's a little, yeah, it's overkill. Like, Deion Sanders, oh, oh, great. Oh, you're you're maybe the best cornerback of all time. Oh, yeah, you also can play baseball. At some point, it's showing off, you know? A little bit. Black tie, what just happened in here? First ever uh, freestyle in Studio 66, I believe. It's good that, was that was exceptional. That was a good it? time. It was a free agency Off freestyle. The, that's the, that's top the sell of right his there. Head? Off the top of his head. Free, free agency freestyle. It what are we going to do that. with that? We send, we got to send that out ASAMP to you 32 NFL football teams and let, let them know. Let them know. Let them know. This is what you can do, like, you know, pregame speech, halftime. You can. You, you don't have to do it just inspirational. You can do it in a fun way, too. You can have a freestyle with it. You almost just busted a rhyme yourself. You know, you know. You almost jumped into something <laughs> yeah, there. I, I heard it. You know, I was, you know, no, no. But I, that, I'm done with that. I, I just produce now. I sit behind the glass <laughs> and sit on Facebook. So wait a second. But just to, just to review very quickly your yes. personal life. So you were in a rap group like the Woo. Is that was that was that it your was inspiration? more it was more of a I would say this because I grew up I was as you guys know I was, I'm an American citizen but I grew up in Nigeria right right mm -hmm. so this is when I was growing up in Nigeria going through high school 
and we had what I would call a Nigerian D12, or six of us, uh, and one of us was half Caucasian. He was Russian. So it was, you know, very D12-ish. And, I don't uh, know what that means, D12-ish. Oh, Eminem's rap group. Eminem had a oh. rap group once where, you know, him and his his buddies he grew up with in Detroit, like, you know, where Nick played. And uh, so we had two songs. We recorded two songs that um, we're supposed to record a whole album, but then we had exams to do, and then we all... I le- I came to the states. Every every one of my other friends went to London, and um, you know we all went our separate ways. I will tell you this though: one of us called Lynx. He's a big time Nigerian like hip hop star now, and he huh. is sponsored by Pepsi. He's big time. He goes around the world and does tours South Africa, everywhere. And he's uh, he was the best. He was the youngest one of us. He was also the best, and he's doing something with that now in his career. Wow, I'd like it's... him to pay a visit to '66 too. Burleson needs some legit competition. Since he does. You, since you went, I out. retired. Yeah, I dropped the mic. No, you yeah. didn't retire until didn't he retire. started. Yeah, that's... Till Burleson started. I am like you... Dr. Dre. I just produced now. No <laughs> detox. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. I want the rest of the, your your whatever you called your D12 version in uh, Nigeria. I want their phone numbers to let them know what you're up to, or better yet, what well, you're you said, not up to. They said they recorded two tracks. Yeah, they've got to be. They've got well, to exist. It was never somewhere. online. Yeah, it was never. This is way before. But the, can they uh, send it to us? No, they can't. I I, I, I look for it myself. Okay. I look for it myself. Maybe All right, one of these days. let's talk real about quick this. though. Breaking news. I know. Breaking I want to get through because you know, and and by the time you hear this podcast, you're likely updated um, beyond what we what, what, where we are at this point because now we're twenty. We're an hour and twenty five minutes. In the free agency, the big signing so far, the Browns have thrown some loot around. Carlos Dansby, $6 million. $7 million for Dante Whitner, which is fine and maybe, you know, gives him a, an attitude. But they already had that with T.J. Ward last year. I, I mean, it seems like, uh, um, you know, six and one half dozen of the other there. Although, T.J. Ward now goes to the Denver Broncos. How mm-hmm. about that? So the big-name guys that are out there to be had right now, as far as I'm concerned, are DeMarcus Ware, cut by the Cowboys, and there's some talk that he'll return to the Cowboys, right? He, he still can wind up with the Cowboys. He could. Steve Smith is not on the move as of today. The Panthers are going are, are not going to release him, which is good, because this would be the outrage of outrages. I've said it before. I'll say it again now. This is a notch below the Yankees treating Derek Jeter like this, kicking him to the curb in the twilight of his career. Now, I know Steve Smith and the Panthers have never won titles the way Jeter and the Yankees did. But on the other hand, he got to a Super Bowl. He was the weapon in an offense led by Jake DeLome. They right. got to another title game. They got to the playoffs. Now, I mean, he's he's bridged the gap from Jake DeLome and those good, not great Panthers teams. That, oh, by the way, one of which nearly won a Super Bowl against the mighty New England Patriots. Then he bridges the gap to the whole new era with Cam Newton and catches a touchdown pass in their playoff game against the mighty San Francisco 49ers, for them to treat Steve Smith this way. I'm no Rube. I'm no Pollyanna. I get it. It's a business, like they say all the time. But some things you just don't do. I mean, the Lakers signing Kobe Bryant for $50 million, that's too much. Keeping Steve Smith for a decent amount of loot, a good amount. I mean, listen, I'm not saying $7 million a year is jive. Mm-hmm. On the other hand... You know, come on, figure something out there, Carolina Panthers. Where's your, where's your, where's your uh, dignity? A little bit. Is the Kobe, is the Kobe Bryant the new Dieter Brock job? Yes. I was it, glad so. you figured that one out. Okay, I'm glad so you, now, you, you now got that the that first, one was in there. The first, okay, because you've already got like seven 
consecutive. Uh, All right. Well, you know what? We're going to get the NFL free agency, black tie, and rank. What do you think about Phil Jackson leaving? I told you. The bottom for the Lakers fans is not has not re- been reached yet. That will only be hit when Phil Jackson goes off to another NBA team instead of going with the Lakers. That's when it'll be truly the bottom for uh, for the Lakers fans. All right, if you have anything to say on that, please jump in. Otherwise, Black Tie, update us. Where are we on uh, the latest signings here? Well, real quick about Phil Jackson. Go ahead. I, this is just a ploy by Phil to get the Lakers to give. I him kind what of agree with that because we keep what we keep hearing as of right now, Tuesday is he's leaning towards signing. He's going to, by the end of the week, it's going to happen. He's just, his people are leaking the stuff out there. So the Lakers are like, you know what, Phil, stay with us. And, you know, we'll have, you you know, let's, you know, let's have you be like our owner or whatever it is that he wants. It's, he doesn't want to go. He's just trying to get the Lakers to make him stay. Fine, let's do it. Isn't he married to Jeannie Buss by now? Well, that's why it's humiliating. That's why it's really a black eye for the Lakers organization that their owner's spouse or future spouse doesn't want to be with them. He'd rather go somewhere else. That's bad. Is Jim Buss that bad? Apparently. Like, how crazy is that? Like, that's... <laughs> it's, it's pretty grim. It's, but it's, it's ridiculous because I'm trying to think of another sports entity where you had arguably, and I know you hate to use that phrase, arguably, but... I don't Jim, hate it. I just think that it's it's, it doesn't here. resolve anything. Yes, okay, you can argue anything. It's inarguable. No, you can't right. argue this. J- Jerry Buss was one of the best owners in sports of all time. and that's. It's, I could argue against that. It doesn't mean can. it's valid, it, but I can argue it. You could it argue, can be a stupid argument, okay. but I, I can argue it. Fair enough. Jerry Buss is one of the best owners of all And now they're going in the complete opposite direction. Yes. I know. Everybody seems to think that, well, the Lakers always turn things around. Yeah. Yeah, when Jerry Buss was there. That always had to do when Jerry Buss was there. He passed away over a year ago now, and apparently his offspring doesn't have the same magic dust. All right, now let's talk about the free agency thing here. And DeMarcus Ware is very interesting. And the thing I keep hearing people say, our pal Daniel Jeremiah here at the NFL Network, I just ran into him in the hallway on my way over here, and he said, what if Ware goes to – the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that the Eagles, mm-hmm. you can make a pretty strong case, have... Who said I that? Don't, I don't know. Well, who said that? Yeah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, that's right. I think that the Eagles are already pretty close. I don't know. Stranglehold might be a little strong. But uh, I, I think that they are going to be the favorite, whatever happens for the rest of the way, until kickoff in September. But if they get to Marcus Ware... And they distance themselves further. I mean, the Cowboys just got worse by getting rid of DeMarcus Ware. If they, if the Eagles can figure out how to make that work, and Jarris Bird on the back end, mm-hmm. I mean, that defense was a w- w- was abominable last year. Think about that. If that defense is mediocre, if that defense rises to be fifteenth in the league, that you know who's beating that team out of the NFC East, and they become they weren't really that far off the Eagles by the time. January rolled around. Those Eagles were fairly close to the top of the NFC. Right. Now, they weren't better than the Niners or the Seahawks, but you could make a case that when the playoffs started, they were the third best team around. Yeah, I, absolutely. Or close kind with of, the Saints, and the Saints have certainly they dropped had off. Have, but they had that, that tough playoff game against the Saints. There was something about them that just stood out that not quite ready to not make ready to roll yet but but is demarcus Ware really going to be that guy he had six sacks last season he's 31 years old right now the cowboys to me seems like they actually made a pretty good move if you look at what they did with roy williams and some of these other big name guys they kind of held on to way too long with demarcus Ware, you're kind of to the point where it was going to be too much money 
for the amount of production that he's giving you. And he's not the guy that he was two or three years ago. He significantly dropped off last year. Wasn't quite the same. Your defense was already terrible with him. How much worse could it get? True enough. And there is something to what I keep saying now over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 weeks or so. But before you would give before I, if you said, what do you want more? Do you want an elite QB, a so-called elite QB, one of the top six or seven QBs in the NFL? Or would you rather have great top to bottom depth? And I think depth is the way to go. The Cowboys have struggled over these last few years because of the fact they're top heavy. Elliot Harrison from uh, from NFL.com, who joins us all the time, always is quick to point that out as a as a Cowboys lover. Always says, yeah, they have five or six or eight great players, but they have junk behind it. Maybe that's the move the Cowboys are trying to go for. Is not trying, with the exception of Tony Romo being paid uh, massive amounts of dollars. Maybe they're trying to spread it out across the rest of the roster there. But if a team gets Darrell Revis, but that would count on the team actually drafting good players. And yes. putting in, you I know. know. Well, I, I, I have my squad around them. Their their general manager has not done very well. Who is that? But their general manager. I, who I, does the, who does their picking for him? Jerry Jones is. Oh, yeah. He serves as their general manager. <laughs> Love the owner. Jerry Jones, the owner, is one of the league's best. Matter of fact, Black Tie, here's what I want you to do. We kibitzed with him at the Super Bowl. Can you drop in his answer? Because I brought this up to Jerry Jones when I kibitzed with him. I said, you know, I and I've said it on this podcast, if you gave me... And, or if I bought an, a, a, a team for a billion dollars, if I had a, a property, if I had a toy that was a billion, worth a billion dollars, you can bet I would play with it. You know, I'm not going to turn it over. This this mindset that everyone that it seems like about 98 percent of the world has, which is, well, if you own a football team, you got to turn it over to football people to let them run the show. You have to trust them. Why? Then what's the fun of doing it? Yeah. Hey, I just got a brand new Connect Four board. Rank and black tie. Why don't you guys play it? You know, like, what, what, wouldn't I want to use the toy myself? But you're an accomplished can, can I don't four care. person. Well, that's it's a bad example. Right? Terrible bad example. example. Yes. A new coloring book. Hey, rank and black tie. Do you want to color in all the pages? No, I want to do some coloring in there as well. You understand? We can enjoy him. Now, what about Darrell Revis? If he goes to, first of all, if he goes to a contender, I could see him. Remember, the Niners took a run at him last year. If they would get Darrell Revis, does that is that enough to push them past the Seahawks? If the Browns get him and you pair him with Joe Hayden and then they draft Sammy Watkins, let's say. I mean, they have the two first-round picks, and the, and the speculation is that they might go Sammy Watkins or Khalil Mack with the fourth pick and then with the 26th pick go, um, go Derek Carr. If they did that, are they the best team in the, in the AFC North? And where do they rank in the AFC period? Because I think they're in the top three or four teams if they get two shutdown corners to you know to, to, to do that. Like we talked about last week, what if they took Justin Gilbert? Well, this would be even better if they took Joe Hayden and, uh, and, and then had Darrell Rivas on the other side. Certainly one of the more formidable teams, but uh, who's going to run the ball? What's the difference? Nobody runs the ball. I mean, it's not the, you don't have to run. I know the the Seahawks won the Super Bowl with Marshawn Lynch, but it's certainly not a prerequisite to success at this point that you have a great running back, is it? Okay, but you got to have a quarterback to get him the ball. I mean, unless Brian Hoyer can come back and kind of recapture I, the magic. I said, I you know, I wouldn't want Mark Sanchez level bad, but I also don't think at this point. I think it's been proven that with Eli Manning, who is fine, 
and Joe Flacco and Russell Wilson, none of those guys was on anybody's list as one of the five or six or seven best quarterbacks. And those are your last three Super Bowl champions. So the the notion that it has to be one of these guys and that you have to desperately fall all over yourselves to get one of those kind of guys or reach in the draft to get it has been debunked. You know, I mean the and when you reach in the draft, I I, I hopefully I keep hearing this stuff about. Guys like Teddy Bridgewater and teams, you know, reaching for him at three or four, they better be very positive that this is the way they want to go. Because look at Christian Ponder. That cost Leslie Frazier his job. Now, that you know, he's gone because Christian Ponder didn't pan out. Jake Locker may or may not. He keeps getting hurt is his primary problem. But that's the reason that that regime is out now. You know, it's, it's not coincidence that you need a good quarterback, but teams that reach Four quarterback have now married themselves. That's a lesson that Daniel Jeremiah has taught us, a guy who was with three organizations. If you reach for a quarterback and you marry yourself to that guy and he doesn't pan out, that is the kiss of death for you but as the it, head coach. But what about with the Bengals and Andy Dalton? They drafted him in the second round. They're going to the playoffs. Is that good enough? Well, I mean, two. I mean, three years in, to me, no, it wouldn't be. I'd be chasing holding, Mike Vick, but at least they go. Back the, what's holding back the Bengals? I agree with you, but the Bengals don't have that mindset. They think he's fine, and a case can be made that at least, you know, they win the division this past year. Yes, Black Tie, you're bored. I'm not bored. I'm just. All right, you update us. Dave, you watched, by the way, we I've gotten a lot of uh, tweets about it. I don't know if we'll do it on the second podcast this week or when we'll do it. A lot of uh, scribes and uh, and people here at the NFL Network are very busy today because of free agency. Correct. But we do later in this week have to get – yeah, we got to have a roundtable discussion That's to fine. figure it all we out. We can do it like we gotta did get last week. Hank yep. up here. we got to get Hanzoos up here. Everybody who cares and who has seen it to completion. Have Fair you, enough, Black I Hawk? have not. I am still on episode. I just finished episode two. It's going to be a slow one for me. Just episode two. What I are you doing be honest, with yourself? It's, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit weird. It's a bit eerie, and I don't know if it's something that I want to watch <laughs> yeah. on my own that fast. Binge watch. So it's oh. going to be a slow burn for me. So I, uh, I, I will do what we did last week, where we let everyone know when spoilers begin, and then you know people that want to stay. Three episodes in. If you're not. Just desperate to consume the remaining five, then I don't know if it's ever going to happen. That's what I, that's all I can tell you. I mean, it's one it's of those. It's going shows. to happen. It's just I just I need time. But uh, yeah, later on this week, Thursday's episode on the back end, we'll stop down, let people know. Hey, if you haven't seen True Detective, click out now. That's if when you... I'll bounce. Exactly. That's when I'll bounce too. So yeah, rank hasn't you you you're through one now. Yeah, almost. Almost. <laughs> Listen, I there don't was, understand did how you people not, can't, can't did you, get I'll, I'll do the math. It was 80 degrees at the beach on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, the bars serve beers still. Oh, really? So. Well, well, well. We, we, I think my, my one and only tweet on Sunday just said fireball. All I'll say Let is Let everybody this. know where I was. I, my bottom line is, just to give you uh, my Cliff's Notes answer to the question, what did I think of it? I, I I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. I know that's unsatisfying. It wasn't exactly what I expected, of course. That doesn't make it bad. But I, I want to wait for a, a full discussion before I go into it. It was not entirely as satisfying as I might have liked. 
And then on the other hand, as I think it through, and I've rewatched it, of course, as I standardly watch all those episodes a couple or a few times. I've watched it three times now. I get uh, enough. I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't even seen it yet. We'll talk about that on our next episode. What so, about? Go ahead. Are we still going? Are we wrapping down? What are we doing? Yeah, we're closing down. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Can we talk about that? The between two ferns that came out. On oh, Wednesday? let's do that. Uh, That's what we should need to do. That was, I, I don't want to do the whole free agency thing because too much is going to change. Let's do that. Have you seen the Barack Obama between two ferns? I, of course I, I did, and I loved it. Of course, it was just it was just uh, wonderful the, stuff. And how great is Obama too? How funny I he love is in that him. thing. Yeah, yeah, that was so great. Kind of like that uh, third Hangover movie <laughs> didn't work out so well for you. His his well, the thing is, is his jokes are very good, and the the shot about the third Hangover is excellent. But the the shots that he allows. Zach Galifianakis. That was pretty impressive. That's the most impressive. The birth certificate stuff. The thing about like, where's your where's your presidential library going to be in Chicago or your home country of Kenya? (laughs) Like, you said that to the sitting president of the United States. I don't. And people who didn't like that. I love the off screen at the start too, where it's sort of like a. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I you know. Zach is telling him, hey, I'm sorry I couldn't, you know, I had to bail out on our previous meetings. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, the, is the, this the, it? Well, the best thing to it, I'm not going to call out somebody in our newsroom, but of course, this came out Tuesday morning, and everybody is buzzing about this. And everybody, it's all anybody talked about West Coast time from 8 a.m. till about 12.30 p.m. And then finally, one guy in the newsroom's like, what, what is everybody talking about? What's, what's this, Zach, what's this between two ferns thing? Oh no! And I'm like, call him out. I don't want to call him out. I know him. He's well. He's the editor of our fantasy product, so I don't want to call him out specifically. <laughs> but just no. But I'm not going to call him out because I don't want to no. embarrass him. No, I, like, I like the reveal that he's been taping in the White House the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, oh, who gave him clearance, Bush? <laughs> Bush, yeah. I mean, listen, dig that one up. Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. Sure Every episode is hysterical, but obviously as the President of the United States on that thing is... Uh, you have to retire at that point, and right? And by the way, what about... That's why I started to say a second ago. It, it, it seems to me this week, it's only Tuesday, and in the last three days, the range of stories... And most of them are inessential stories. They're not. They're not uh, earth-shattering uh, geopolitical events. But between NFL free agency and big name guys, Revis, Steve Smith, Demarcus Ware, then you have The Bachelor winds itself up on ABC, and it was ridiculous as it always is. And Juan Pablo, he's in the news. And he's creepy. He made his time with all the ladies on on the show once again. He did, and a couple of them didn't like that because he said on camera, "I don't know you that well, but I enjoy." But apparently, he said, I, "I but I enjoyed blanking you." Whoa! And uh, and yeah, what? Why do you shrug at that? I mean, that's outrageous. And what other big stories are? Oh, Justin Bieber acting like uh, I mean, an apocalyptic ass. Then. There is the, you know, the aforementioned uh, spaghetti monster from from uh, True Detective and Russ Cole and the whole resolution of that. What the hell? Why are you shrugging? What are you co- Would you stop? Just Even stop. Even if you're speaking just, in code, don't Jack, do it. Just stop. Just They're stop. in the news. I will ask you this, I'm though. just saying there are major events going on in the world right now. I get now. it. I get it. I'll ask you this, though. Based off the Obama 
interview. And also right? Joe Garofalo or Garoppolo. What was that guy's name? The Minnesota congressman talking about the NBA saying <laughs> racist stuff. Yeah, that a lot was of weird. loathsome behavior. Oh, and Phil Jackson and James Dolan are in the news. It's I mean, there's some big pop culture-y kind of stories going on this week. Let me ask you guys this Blaine question. Blaine Gabbert was traded. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, he right, went to the one. Niners. Congratulations yeah. to Blaine you, Gabbert. Let me ask you guys this question going off the Obama interview. Like you said, it was just great how Obama fit in and, you know, was able to take the jokes. Like, he's that kind of guy that fits into most, you know, a lot of uh, social settings. If you had to be one celebrity, if you had to choose one celebrity's life to have, and that means you're taking their career, you're taking their, their spouses, you're taking everything that comes with them, who would that one celebrity be? Well, I'll tell you, a guy who has a pretty good life, uh, you know, my pal uh, Sal from the Kimmel Show has mentioned this before, and just people I know, it's hard to beat the life of uh, the sports guy, Bill Simmons. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that ain't a bad life he's got going. Watches basketball, kibitzes about basketball, now oversees a sports empire. And, you know, he's got his own website that people are chasing around to be a part of. He can, He's interviewed the president. He gets the, I mean, he also is kibitzed with Obama. He could get an interview with anybody, anybody in sports. Larry Bird, sure. Phil Jackson, done. He can he can fulfill all of his dreams as a sports fan. That's a, he, he, you know, he lives the life. Oh, the Celtics are playing a meaningful playoff game. I'm on the jet right now and I'll fly first class there while, while I'm at it. And I'll go see that and then I'll jump on the plane and come back. You know, it's a pretty rich life. Now, that said, his, I, I'd rather be, I don't know. I, there, there, would you have to be his age? You would have to be, yeah, you'd have to be everything about him. You have to look like him. I'd go height, for somebody everything. much younger. Wow, Zach Efron? I don't know. One of those. Oh, that was one guy. This because this came up in the blue room with Patrick. Zach Pauly. Efron with Patrick. He's young and good looking. He's that was the he's one guy successful. who said no way. How is he not successful? He's in. He was in some movie. <laughs> now he's going to be. He's fine. He's His last successful life. movie was the thing that launched him. Was that high school dance thing? Right. He's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Wasn't that like ten? His years career ago? is a little bit risky right now. Although Wait, he's, get, he? he's getting a big boost with the new Seth Rogen movie he's, he has coming out. It's I a, mean, like I guess you know, I, I guess Jared Leto is old too. But you know, one of those guys, just the guy who women swoon for. Would I mean that's where I'd start? I'd go 26? with yeah, make me yeah, make me twenty three and you know you know you ruggedly little, handsome and you want to go a little bit back have a glorious mane of hair. One of the one of the top the picks. One there. of the top picks was uh, David Beckham and Justin Timberlake. Timberlake would be pretty good. I think Timberlake. I might go Timberlake. Except Timberlake's then I'd have good. to listen to my music all the time, and I don't like Justin Timberlake's music that much. It would have oh, that's to be. Where we, that's where we clearly defer. What is it? Is it? What's the band called? Where the, the all the British boys? The one the one the guy looks kind of like uh, young Mick Jagger. Oh, British. No, but they're you know they're one of those kind of bands. They're boy British. bands. In sync. Direction something or other. One Direction. One Direction. Is that the one? They're they're all British kids. Those guys have got it pretty good. They seem like they're about 20. Again, you have to listen to the music, unfortunately. You have to sing those horrible songs, but that'd be a small price to play, to pay. Be a, be a multimillionaire, be 20, never have to work again the day you decide, like, yeah, I'm done singing these dumb songs. Then you just make time for the rest of the or, – or make flowers, as they say. Who That's another you, one you got coming up. Who would you rather be, in. LeBron or Kobe? Well, there's no question. I'd rather be LeBron James. Kobe Bryant, no, thank you. Yeah, you're, you're still yeah, in the middle of your career. You'd have had to go through all that stuff you went through. All, yeah, that's, yeah. That's come on, that's not even. Close. But then again, LeBron went through the whole decision backlash and all that stuff. Who'd you want to be if you were an NFL football player? Oh, uh, let's see. That's a good one. Oh, geez, wait. Ryan Tannehill is the easy answer. Tannehill? Or Blake Bortles. 
or Matthew Stafford. Mm. These are based on the online images I've seen of their ladies. <laughs> right. That, and they're all that, rich. That just plays, that plays into can, the role. They're yeah. all rich. You know, they all. Uh, yeah, you can even that up, though. If you're any NFL player, you should have the the game to rectify that. So if, but you're, I, if you're Ryan Mallett and you're just backing up Tom Brady, you don't have to worry about anything. That's what I was about to say. I don't know if I'd want the heat. You know, Nate Burleson spun that yarn for us about, you know, hey, everybody's looking at you right now. Not if you're, you know, I uh, to me, the best gig is to be a, a relief pitcher. In in the major leagues, you don't or be oh, yeah, that's beach, or be a pinch hitter. You know, Mike Trout has got to be the obvious answer. No, because he's supposed to do it. He cool. has to do it. I'm telling you, he's already, you, but he's already. I don't know. If I'm 20, a left-handed reliever, he's 22. He's fine. the best player in the game. What if I'm? What if I'm? A, if I'm a lefty relief pitcher, so I would never be expected to pitch more than the two batters in a row. <laughs> But my services are valued enough that I get paid a lot. But the game's never going to come down to me. I'm not going out there in the bottom of the ninth to hold a one-run lead. I'm just sort of I'm fr- I'm, I'm old news by the time the ninth inning rolls around. Oh right. yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, he was in there in the sixth inning. He he faced the one lefty and he's got you know he sat. There. Oh, did he get a hit? Oh no, he walked. Oh, I don't even remember what happened. Let's go not, back to NFL though. Not that much pressure. Rich, oh, yeah, and you're sitting out in the dug- out in the bullpen, away from the skipper. You know, giving hot foots and and playing with the crowd and asking them to go out and get you a, a wiener, maybe a beer. You know, you're the class clown or the mm-hmm. team clown kind of thing. That's what I'd like. Be a, in and be making millions while I'm doing it. How about Drew Stanton, backup quarterback? He's a pretty cool dude. He's very mm-hmm. comfortable being a backup quarterback. Bruce Gutkowski. Yeah. He's another good one. Like, hey, they, these guys can play. They get ready to play, but still. Stan, and he's in Arizona, so he's in a nice city. He doesn't have to. Yeah. He's probably golfing. Pretty cool every dudes, day. you know? They hang well, out, that's, chill. That's, I Chase guess, Daniels is another good backup quarterback that. It has a ton bad. to do with what, how much you like a, a, a given city. You know, if your people, I think, nationally would probably favor San Diego and get to live in Southern California year round. I might go San Francisco would be cool. But that, and then you also have to consider the coach. Do you want to deal with the coach? In that, in those terms, the coolest coaches seem to be Pete Carroll, the coach that all the players love him, Rex Ryan the players love, Mike Tomlin they love. So those would be the three choices, Manhattan, Pittsburgh, or Seattle. Michael Bennett, see, he's got a new deal. Oh, yeah, our man X, Michael X. Bennett, signs, and uh, it looked like he was going to join his brother, though, in Chicago, which also would have been fun to get the two of them together. But, all right, fine. So Michael Bennett returns to the Seahawks. All right, enough's enough. That's it for today. Wait, hold on. A quick reminder, there will be a special edition of NFL Fantasy Live Thursday evening. 9 p.m. Eastern. Oh, I've heard tale of this. To what end? What do you talk about on on fantasy in March? All all the free agency news. All right, like what? What Mike Vick's fantasy value? Yeah, buddy. And the Browns' defense is going to be a good one to draft? Yes. All right, that's two things. You just nailed the show. And then it'll... It'll be 44 minutes of me making jokes. I see. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to. So that's Thursday night at what time? It is 9 p.m. Eastern on uh, NFL Network, 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com. It's streaming if you want to watch it. If you, if you just can't wait and you want to stream it on the computer screen or your iPad or your smartphone or anything like that. But if you want to wait around, you want to DVR it, make sure it is set for 9 p.m. Eastern 
on NFL Network. All right. Excellent. And uh, thanks to Nate Burleson. Black Tie, do we have anything lined up for later in the week? We got to do a little, we'll do a little true detective review, I hope. But what else? Good time, a good podcast. Thursday, Hank will be back telling one of his shoot. All right, NFL but do we have a, do we have a football stories. player? Do we have a? That's in the works. That's in the works. We're going to get somebody up here. All right. If okay, that's what we'll do. We'll have a better grasp on all the uh, all the free agency stuff. Anything big before we sign off here, Black Tie? Uh, Darrell Revis has not moved. Browns are in the mix. I think that the Niners, you watch, they're going to quietly go and get him. They can move stuff around. They just get rid of Carlos Rogers on Monday. They have a need at cornerback. They have a big need at cornerback, come to think of it. My, my thing with Darrell Revis is it's been two, two, like four consecutive off seasons now with, you know, where's this guy staying? Is he going? And, you know, with the Jets and his contract. Is it worth at any point having a cornerback make that much money? Like, I, I hear you. But because think about every, think every about the state. Like, oh, should we keep them? You know, as of this second, the the San Francisco 49ers could have a major drop off in the in twenty fourteen. If you think about it, Frank Gore three years ago we were talking about. Wow, he's getting long in the tooth, and at some point he's just going to fall off the cliff. I mean, he's past the point when most running backs are still valuable. He might drop off. Colin Kaepernick is good when he has that full complement of pass catchers. Um, the offensive line, though, some injuries in that last playoff game against the Seahawks. And speaking, of, you know, then you also go on the other side. Justin Smith is old now. He's a, he's Alden Smith. Still some questions about him. Navarro Berm, Bowman, the devastating knee injury, and three quarters of their starting back end on that defense is now gone. Whitner gone, Brown gone, um, and Carlos Rogers gone. So now only the kid that they drafted Eric Reed last year remains, and they might lose Chris Culliver as well. Mm-hmm. So now they, they they have no one to play the position. So now they have to go get Darrell Revis. That sound you hear? Not have to, but it's the window closing. It could be, which, which might be why Harbaugh wanted to go. Not to, to mention, right? Not to mention all the turmoil with Harbaugh, chicken or the egg. I don't know if it if it is informed by that, or maybe they won't respond to Harbaugh after all this noise. But and either yeah. way, you watch that Niners team is maybe one you can circle as a team that's going to drop off. And you have the defending Super Bowl champions in the division. Of and course, here come the Rams, and here come the Cards. The Cardinals look real. The Cardinals look, and a couple of the move they couple of the moves they've made already on Tuesday. Nice little night. Nothing real splashy, but... Hey, but they get a shorn, left tackle. Shoring up a little bit. Probably the surest bet at the left tackle position of all the guys who are available because I know they had been rumored to go after Brandon Albert and people like that. Sure bet right there. As sure as these things can be. I always say. And then Cooper, I, Jonathan Cooper is going to come back. Oh, that, that team's looking good. And I have no ability, and neither do you, have the ability. And I'm not talking to you, Rank, in particular. I'm saying you, I the understand. listener, and everybody else and including most football players, have no ability to evaluate the quality of an offensive lineman. Right. But by all by the people who do spend their time actually watching what's going on on the offensive line and the individual uh, performances there, they say um, 
that the left tackle that they just got from Oakland, Valdir, is is one of the best and was maybe the best player for the Raiders last year. So now they get him for that what was a which was a weakness the last few years. That offensive line started to get better last year. Now if you protect Carson Palmer, they're going to be that much better. That's an interesting team to watch. All right, listen. Real quick, last point before we yes. leave. As of right now, Colin Kaepernick is scheduled to make $973,000 in base salary in 2014. Blaine Gabbert is scheduled to make $2.1 million. Ah! $2.01 million. <laughs> yep, that's that's a shame. That is a shame. And on that note. Well, maybe they're not going to – maybe the Niners don't want to pay Colin Kaepernick 18 or $20 million a year, and Blaine Gabbert is their uh, insurance policy now. He can take over. He'll pick up where, uh, where Cap left off. Same skill set. All right, enough's enough. We'll wrap it up here, but like I say, we'll be back with another podcast in a couple of days for you. Hope your team fares well. Remember, no matter what happens, they can't win the Super Bowl just because they sign a good player or two. That's not necessarily the recipe for success. Either way, I hope you win because if you're the Raiders or Browns, you've been through enough. At least if you win in March, you have that going for you. So enjoy it either way. We'll be back later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.